You're listening to Casual Talk Radio, where common sense is still the norm. Whether you're a new or a longtime listener, we appreciate you joining us today. Visit us at casualtalkradio.net. And now, here's your host, Leister. For those new to the show, I want to welcome you. My name is Leister. I am your host of Casual Talk Radio, found at casualtalkradio.net under the CTR brand. And for those that are not new, being under the CTR brand is relevant to today's episode, which will be a split episode. I've got two different topical things I want to talk about. First, this has to do with the brand side. and I think it's exciting and I want feedback. Casualtalkradio.net is the contact form, but I'd like feedback. What do you think? The brand has historically been three podcasts, Combat, Crypto, and Casual. We now have a new family member in the brand, and it's Classic Tunes Radio. Classic Tunes Radio plays a variety of different hits from somewhat in the past. I mean, we're not talking like 60s, but there's someone in the past like, these are mostly jazz artists for now because there's a limit on how many songs that you can have in the radio station on play. But it's basically, it's like hours and hours worth of, of music. So that's exciting for me because I wanted to kind of dip my toes in, see how this feels, see if it's something I enjoy. I actually could go live on the radio. In order to do that, I need your help. Once I get listeners in there, you'll be able to hear me live at segments, as in if I get tired of doing what I'm doing on my endeavor, I can spin over and just kind of talk and say something. Or if there's something breaking, I'm not going to talk about drama stuff, but something that's breaking, something I think is interesting, something just came to my attention or something. Just on my mind, I'll be able to interject live and cut in and cover those things. It's a it's a legitimate radio station. Now, it's not on the AM or FM bands because our government in the United States is conspiring to get rid of FM and AM radio in favor of Sirius XM, which, of course, costs you boatloads of cash. And personally, I wouldn't mind going to full satellite radio if they compensated it like they do FM and AM, which is free. And you just have to have the receiver. And if you didn't know, all these modern cars that are trying not to give you AM radio, you realize that that hardware receiver is still in the car. They're suppressing it at the software level because they're trying to force you to go off of free radio and onto paid radio because they're all in it together to try to get money out of you. But I digress. So my radio station is a real legitimate radio station. It is streaming. However, it, the application's in, and it should be on TuneIn On Air. If you don't know TuneIn On Air, it's actually on certain car receivers these days, new car receivers, where you can actually stream online radio through your receiver deck as if it was FM radio stations. I think, I'm pretty sure Teslas have this. TuneIn On Air. So that was pretty cool to think about that. And then it will be listed on iHeartRadio as an actual radio station. So that's pretty cool. Again, that's Classic Tunes Radio, 24.7 CTR1, Classic Tunes Radio. The reason it's CTR1 is because I haven't decided if it's going to be the only station. For now, it will be. I have to think about it because there's a cost impact. It's pretty darn expensive. It's not something that the common person would justify spending, but I make a lot of money. And so for me, it's a drop in the bucket. But I wanted to do something really cool. I wanted to get music that I enjoy and share it to those who listen to us on casual talk or crypto talk or combat and a different flavor. Now I may mix it up. I may say, and this is kind of tricky because again, you only get a certain limited number of songs, but I may want to mix it up. And so my thought is 
I might start with what I've got, which is largely smooth jazz oriented. These are Boney James, Rick Braun, uh, Al Jarreau, uh, you know, Candy Dolfer. I've got some really hard hitters in the world of smooth jazz. And then I thought about possibly doing like a British invasion because I have a significant amount of songs from British invasion. I've got songs from the seventies. I've got songs from the sixties is on, on order. I've got Motown classics. I've got all sorts of music. And I came across a really cool tool that clean cleansed my entire music library. We're talking decades and decades of music. And then this came up and it said music that you own, that you bought is fair game for this radio station. Well, that's, that just changed it. So now I can pick and choose the music that I think is, you know, worth listening to. It's just that limit on the number of songs. So then I got to think about, do I go with separate station to do separate things, but that gets really expensive if I want to get on broadcast or do I just create a potpourri of different types of music that just happens to blend a lot of different stuff. I haven't decided this yet, but I do encourage you to check it out. It's on CTR on air. .net. If you didn't know that site, that's the site for the parent brand. CTROnAir.net. On the left is a link called Shows. You click there and there's a link called Classic Tunes Radio. Or you can find it on Twitter, well, formerly known as Twitter, now known as X. And I'm pretty sure that's at CTR Smooth Jazz. So at CTR Smooth Jazz to follow us on the, on the X and then the link directly to the uh, online player is there. More information will be given. This is kind of in a moving, shifting mode right now because we have to build out a site. We have to, and there's a special template for this. Build out a site, build out a brand a little bit further. But I, I think it's pretty cool. And I encourage you to listen and give feedback about what you think on this. CTRonair.net also has a contact form. Or you can hit us up at CasualTalkRadio.net contact form. Either way would work out. We'd like to hear from you about what you think if you do decide to check it out. So that's the first half of what I've got. The second half has to do with a topic that was brought to my attention or at least inquired from me. And that has to do with dietary changes. There's multiple things that go into dietary changes. There's the motivation, obviously. There's medical, could be a reason why you're doing it. Could be you simply just want to get in shape. Could be you just have changed your taste. In mine, it was a little bit of all, but my tastes changed. They significantly changed. And I, I can't explain this. And I also think there's possibly medical reasons, but my tastes changed. I'll give you an example. There was a time when you couldn't keep Mexican food away from me. I, I'm serious. You couldn't keep it away from me. And it's true that I still do enjoy Mexican food. It simply is not at the top of my list like it used to be. Certainly not the types of Mexican food that I enjoyed all the time. You know, I used to love roll tacos, guacamole, sour cream, and cheese. That's all I needed. And I was set, set and set. <laughs> Pollo asada burrito with sour cream and cheese. And I was set. Machaca burrito. And I was set. Chorizo burrito. And I was set. Like there were certain things and I'm, and I'm, if it's made right, I'm set. Then I, I down in um, San Diego, I had a pollo adobado burrito. And I'm like, geez, I, what have, where have you been all my life? Well, I've changed. And it's not that I don't like Mexican, but it's not my go-to anymore. And if I'm looking for something out, like I don't have food to cook or something, and I'm looking for something out, it's a struggle. It's a struggle to find something I actually want to eat. I, at one point, could absolutely devour Arby's. 
I could absolutely devour Hardee's. I could absolutely devour Little Sleezers, a.k.a. Little Caesars. I could absolutely devour these things now. It's like, okay, well, I guess I'll just get some Chinese and a California roll and call it a day. Like, it, it's weird. But it's just, I think what's happened is I developed a special type of supplement drink. And the supplement drink focuses mostly on vitamins, but it also focuses on uh, water. So water retention is part to blame for weight because you're holding water in and sodium plays a factor in this. And of course, as a youngin, sodium was a big part of my diet. Arguably, sodium has been a big part of my diet since I was young. Certainly not like it is, not like it used to be. And I caught myself eating less than the three meals a day. So I don't eat nearly as much as I used to. And the secret, which very few people know, possibly one or two people listening to this show that rhymes, the secret used to be, I would order little sleezers pretty much every day. Now this is, I was young, but I would order it every day with friends and I would get myself my own medium pizza, my own two liter, my own bag of breadsticks and I would tear it up. I would finish it myself. Me and a couple of friends, we ordered, there was a New York giant pizza that's up around the way. It's over by where the library is. If you're in the San Diego area down there and this New York giant pizza, the pizza was so big. I think I told the story. The pizza was so big. The car I had, we had to put it up on the roof and hold it on the roof of the car to drive it home. It was a massive freaking pizza, but it was an amazing pizza. We couldn't finish it. We couldn't finish that, but I could, I pizza was my point is pizza was kind of the, the go-to. KFC used to deliver way back in the yonders. We would do KFC. That used to be my go-to. McDonald's, of course, the taste has gone downhill, but at the time used to be my go-to. Now, I don't know what it is, but like the fries will make me gag, not because I don't think they're tasty, but just the texture and the taste. It's not the same. When they got rid of the taro, it's not, it's not the same. So I can't even tolerate those like I used to. Chick-fil-A, I'll eat, but it's not, eh. <laughs> Wendy's, it's like, eh, if I'm in a pinch, sure. Burger King, for whatever reason, doesn't stay hot no matter what you do. It's flame grilled, you can tell, but it doesn't really matter. It doesn't get hot when it, by the time it gets, even you go pick it up, doesn't seem to matter. Carl's has gone downhill when they tried to rename the freaking sandwich. It's gone downhill, and then they cheat you on the cheese. So it's, it's a different, <laughs> my point, mentally, my brain is just disconnected from all these different things. I actually, when I drove down to where I am now, obviously I had to stop, get some food at different places. And I, there was a Mexican shop and I ate some of that and it was like, yeah, it tastes okay, but I, I'm not going to finish this. I already know I'm not. And then there was a, it was like a, it was a subway, but they had tricked it out with some other stuff in those games and all this. And the subway, I hadn't eaten subway in a long time. And the, the secret there is Subway still has this thing. I, I caught the lady doing it at this place. They still have that thing where they get that slimy knife. They don't bother wiping it off. They don't dry it off. They don't clean it between sandwiches. And I can't stand They'll They'll toss it in that. It's supposed to be a disinfectant bucket of nasty water. And they, I hear people online. They're like, they're supposed to drain that. That's not the point. You're, you're dumping a knife in a bucket of liquid water. And then you want to cut a dry sandwich with this nastiness. no. Just take the freaking knife, get one of the paper towels, wipe the knife so it's nice and clean. That's what you're supposed to do. I had somebody say, yeah, that takes too long. You're seriously saying that it takes too long to take an extra 12 seconds to just wipe the knife dry 
before you go cutting people's sandwiches. No, it does not. Because you already take too dang long pulling the bread out of the oven. I digress, though. So then I kept driving, and I get to a, it's a pizza hut. This is the coolest pizza that I ever saw. It, you know, in the throwback days, the pizza hut used to be a restaurant. Here, it's still a restaurant, but they merged it with a bar. Now, of course, I don't drink, but I just, the ambiance of it, there are people there. It's like, wow, people are sitting in pizza like the old throwback days. Sitting in there enjoying, actually wanting to go with, there's a newspaper stand. I can get a newspaper like the old days. This is, that's what I wanted. I didn't want to leave. I think that was New Mexico. So for me, I, I'm, I'm actually eating because I'm enjoying the experience. And pizza, I can still eat, and it's fine, even though I don't really eat the crust as much as I used to. Even if it's thin thin crust, I just don't like it. My point here is I have changed. My tastes have changed. I don't eat nearly as much as I used to anymore, and I don't eat the kinds of things I used to eat anymore. And I've slimmed down dietary, you know, in what it is. I can eat pretty much any breakfast food I can eat to the 10 times, but Nobody knows how to make bacon anymore. I don't know what changed, but nobody knows. McDonald's does, which is weird. But other than that, nobody else knows how to make bacon, so I have to make it myself. There is no jack-in-the-box out here, so that's I'm already screwed. But I can eat eggs all day long. I can eat toast all day long. I have a personal beef with pancakes because they don't taste like they smell, but that's a, you know. Uh, French toast, I can eat like whatever. Grits are still disgusting, so there may be one or two people who listen to the show who may recall a distant past where I went to pretty sure it was a family reunion or something. And they tried to serve me these grits, which are the most disgusting things ever made. And I'll say that and I'll take it to the grave. Grits are disgusting. They always have been. Now I say that I was on a plane. I'm pretty sure it was Alaska and they were serving grits. And I don't know what it is about the way they made their grits, but theirs were really good. I, I wouldn't repeatedly eat them, but they were pretty good. And then I tried making them myself and I, that was a episode of disaster. But like rice, I can eat no problem. Oatmeal, I can eat no problem. You know, so I can eat, but oatmeal's got to be made right because everybody makes it too much, too watery. But you get my point. So breakfast, I'm pretty much good. Now, once you start getting into lunch, I'm like, okay, sandwiches, sure, no problem. But, you know, avocado, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Chinese, absolutely. Um, Rangoon, I'm, a, I'm really big in Rangoon and I can't honestly tell you why. Black olives, I love black olives. I can't explain exactly why. Hummus, I started getting into hummus. I can't explain why. Greek in general. Now, I I forget what it's called. It's the it's the one where they mix in red pepper with the feta cheese. I forget the name off top. That's actually pretty good, although I can't eat too much of it. That's pretty good. Of course, the gyro meat's pretty good and so on. So Greek, I can do. I wouldn't, you know, back when I was younger, I wasn't eating Greek hardly at all. But I got a taste for it. And then I went away from a lot of the other fast food types of foods. More avocados. Uh, I do salt, but not sodium. So I do sodium-free salts and that kind of stuff. Butter's fine. And I found that I don't gain, because, you know, genetics plays a factor in your weight gain. And so I've been working really hard to constrain my weight gain because I saw it was getting out of control at a point. I I, I don't want to get specifics, but it was getting out of control. I've got it back in control but it was not easy. And I just had to basically take away my own appetite. Well, I had people ask, you know, in terms of diet, I get people all the time where they're like, I don't understand why you eat so little. Look at you. And it's like, it just, I told the one lady that I used to work with just cause you can't see it. Don't mean it's not there referring to fat. Right. So 
so I don't look fat at all. But I'm, you know, I'm pretty decent, you know, stocky build. But it's not like, you know, belly or any of that kind of stuff. It's just I have a presence, I'll say. So I've worked hard to keep it from getting out of control, inspired by a picture I took with an old coworker where I was absolutely bloated out of my mind. And this goes to my closure here, which was dietary changes played a huge factor in where I got. So I started eating more chili than I used to. You might think, what a chili? It just, I can't explain this, but chili, especially when you add onions and you add cheese, and then I do a, um, a buttery flavoring that goes on it. Oh, magnifique. So chili was playing a factor. Uh, avocado plays a factor. Mushrooms, uh, straight mushrooms, white mushrooms that you can buy at the uh, grocery store. Make sure they're not poisonous. Mushrooms play a good factor. Um, I used to eat celery a lot. But I don't anymore. Still can't stand carrots. I don't care who. I'll go to the grave with that one. And then I realized everything in moderation. So it wasn't that I should get away from breads or carbs. It wasn't I should get away from them. I should just be a little bit more controlled about when I consume them and how much I consume. So in other words, if I have whatever, let's say French toast at breakfast time, sure. Just means I can't have too much bread throughout the day because during breakfast, your metabolism's at its peak. It's, it wants more energy to wake itself up. And so the later you start eating bread, the harder it is for you to digest and process all these extra carbs that you're throwing at your body. Well, that means that if I choose to have this fancy breakfast with French toast, I probably should not go to Noodles and Company and pick up some noodles or get mac and cheese with my meal. I probably should focus on like lean, chi lean chicken or, you know, regular beef even, that's fine. Or something that's a vegan something. I'm not a vegan by nature, but there are vegan foods that you can eat that are, that help because you, up, you front-loaded your carb intakes. And then I have, again, the supplement drink that I referred to, and the supplement drink is really to fill the gaps with certain vitamins that would not be inherent because I'm eating less to make sure my vitamin intake stays up, D3 in particular. So I've shifted it around, and my point is people that are looking for how can they make dietary changes, and what I said was you don't have to completely go eat like a rabbit. You can, if you want to. And it is true that you will drop crazy amounts of weight. If you like, let's say you ate nothing more than a salad from Domino's pizza, just a salad with Caesar dressing every single day for three weeks. I guarantee you, your weight's going to start dropping. If you do just the salad with Caesar dressing, as fatty as Caesar dressing is, but you do that, no croutons, but just the salad, Caesar dressing, and water. So don't drink whatever alcohol that you more might normally imbibe with or soda. No, just straight water, preferably sparkling water. I'll tell you about that in a second. Water and this salad, and that's pretty much your dinner every single day. For breakfast, you eat pretty much nothing that's bread. So, you, you know, your eggs is good. Your uh, bacon's great. You know, even oatmeal is probably okay. You do that for breakfast. You do a very simple lunch, let's say it's just avocados and some sliced you know, salami or something, I don't know. Something where you're avoiding, you're minimizing your bread intake, but you're increasing your vegetable intake, maybe a fruit cup for breakfast, I don't know. But you're mixing it up and you're minimizing your bread intake and then you're focusing largely on a very light dinner, mentally realizing that your body 
metabolism would have slowed down by that point. I guarantee if you do that for three weeks, you'll get some weight loss. The key though, is it's not just about weight loss. Weight loss is fine, but you're going to get it back. It's going to come back on because you can't stay on that kind of diet. And people who are just straight vegetarian, nothing but vegetarian, or people who are straight vegan, there are people who are vegan and they're built, you know, they're, they're whatnot, but they're also injury prone because your body needs that extra supplement. So what they'll do is they'll add certain supplements for bone density or muscle mass or something else, which is fine, but you really do need food. You got to have food sustenance in order to do the full throttle. My drink is because ultimately my tastes are just to the point. I just have none for any food that's out there, which is certainly not good, but I just don't have the taste for it. So until I can get my body back in that groove of being okay eating, I do that to kind of fill the gaps to make sure I don't fall behind at least. If you're interested in your focus, and I, I want to stress this, if your focus is just weight loss, I would then advise you to rethink that focus because it shouldn't just be about weight loss. It should also be about what are you trying to do? What's your goal? What's your, other than weight loss, right? You do want a goal. I just think it shouldn't just be weight loss. For example, maybe your goal is you woke up and, or it's hard for you to get up. It's hard for you to get energy when you wake up in the morning. So you're trying to increase the amount of energy your body has. To me, that's a target goal of increase the amount of energy that you have, realizing that as you burn fat, you're going to get energy because that's where energy largely comes from. That's one. Two, could be a deficiency somewhere. It could be a vitamin deficiency. It could be a lack of hydration. It could be improper sleep. Now you have specific things you can attack. How do these relate to diet? Because if you're not sleeping properly, your brain is trying to trick you into getting that last snack before you go to bed. That's the trick of it. The key is to make sure that you go to bed before you get that temptation to eat something. Then you get those late night, you know, you wake up at 2 a.m. and you're just freaking starving. And sometimes you do have to eat something. The key is to drink something that stays off that hunger ever slightly. Like let's say it's a, you know, a, a V8. Obviously V8 is somewhat sodium heavy. There's a lower sodium variant of it, but let's say V8. V8 doesn't taste the greatest. That's the point. You know, it's most stuff that doesn't taste good is probably good for you. You're just trying to find ways to trick your body away from what it wants you to do, which is to cheat. It wants you to eat foods that taste great because it's telling you that this is what I really want. So give it, give me, give me, give me, give me. Your job is to figure out how to give it what it needs and shut it up without kowtowing to the bad stuff. That doesn't mean you always do that. Again, if you want to go full vegan or vegetarian, that's great. doesn't mean you have to. You can just do that to buy some time, lose a little bit of weight, and focus on the, ob the objective, which is either you know energy, better sleep, better exercise, whatever that is. And then a byproduct of this, of course, is your weight. And I chose a weight management strategy as opposed to a weight loss strategy, which is why my body is now trained to desire certain foods less versus what I used to do. Back when I was athletic, back when I was going full throttle, back when I was at full, you know, energy, then obviously I had to have more food because my, my body's burning, burning, burning. My energy levels way down. My energy is still up, as you can tell by my communication, but it's nowhere near what it used to be in my prime. When I was running, when I was doing badminton, 
when I was biking and doing all these things that I don't do anymore and lifting weights. So all I'm saying is I decided to mentally focus away from weight loss and focus on weight management because as I got older, weight management was actually harder to do than weight loss. Anybody can lose weight, but you're going to gain it right back. Managing weight, that's a whole different ball game. And I've learned to be okay with a management strategy, just keeping my weight under control, not letting it get out of control so that I can focus on the other things that really excite me in the world, which isn't much by the way. So as I close, I'll just refresh and remind. And if you join in late, I'll just remind classic tunes radio. I do encourage you to check it out. Follow us on uh, X, AKA Twitter at CTR smooth jazz. If you want to check it out there, we actually have the link to the player from there. Or you can go to CTR on air, CTR on air.net, hit shows on the left and hit classic tunes radio. Check us out there. I do, I would like feedback if you do decide to check it out. And if any of this has been of any help for you to think through dietary changes or otherwise, we'd like to hear from you. Casualtalkradio.net, hit the contact form. We always love listening and responding when we get those uh, those messages and those letters. And we'll continue to grow the brand. We've got some paperwork in the process that hopefully will make this a larger thing than it currently is. We tiptoe into it because we think there's something here. We got some exciting stuff on the horizon yet to come.